We had done it. Faced and survived the rock. Ah, not many can say the same, I bet. And surely we were the first outsiders to claim that title. Um, I just said it earlier. The, uh, the Rock Spire Champions, that's the one. And all that trouble just for an egg. Who would have thought? I guess the yoke was on us. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, with the mountain challenge complete, we were ready to negotiate with the orcs of Treyland and be on our way to the Broken Harbor. Only thing is, the cursed forest of Deadwood stood twixt us and our destination. The Rowdy Boys descend the mountain after reclaiming the egg, and with Nika's help, you arrive back at the Wing Shadow tribe. You are met with cheers and celebration. All five of you are taken from your big horn mounts and hoisted into the air over the crowds. Some are yelling in orcish, Rocks by a champion! Show us the egg! Janessa reaches into her pack and pulls out the 10-pound monstrous egg. Again, it has that dull gray slate color with sparkles of black and purple, pink and white. The outer layer is smooth, hard, but still fragile. She lifts it into the air to the roar of hundreds of orcs, half from the Wingshadow tribe and half from the Silvervane tribe, who had made the trek out of their city to witness the outcome. Prince Orin reaches Nika from the crowd, and with a scowl on his face, he takes his great axe off his back and presents it to her. She kind of squeals with excitement and punches him on the arm. Hey, better luck next time. He frowns and tosses Ayas a pouch of gold. When you catch it, Ayas, on top of the crowd, <laughs> kind of carrying you around, you look inside to see the 100 gold that you had bet him personally that you all would survive. Excellent. Where's the 1,000 gold I bet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, actually, yeah, because you guys, did you ever get in on... Uh, on anyone else like anyone specifically like i'm gonna bet this i just remembered taylor specifically yeah i was about to say out. i think taylor was the only one who actually um paid that we said we all talked about doing it but i don't know that any of us actually did taylor was the only yeah. one that like got in in on it yeah and it looks like nika also had some kind of yeah uh agreement yeah, yeah. i mean we were like that but we didn't do yeah it. <laughs> Yeah, we were like that, but we never actually said it. <laughs> Rory realized that betting on your own death was unwise. 
Yeah. No, life lie. insurance is a scam. <laughs> life insurance. Is a scam. As you guys are being swelled and caught up in this celebration, the crowds suddenly grow quiet and part as two guards lead the way for King Rakir, leader of the Silvervein Orcs. The Orc King looks to his prince and scoffs. He then looks to you and raises his arms. It seems as if the outsiders have accomplished that which many have failed for generations. It is time for the ceremony. The crowds cheer again and clear away to the center of their village. Janessa is carried and propped upon the back of a rock bird replica, decorated with bright feathers and metallic silver talons and beak. The eyes are glistening gems. Janessa is given a matching feathered cloak and silver-plated bird skull headdress. The attendants mark her face with several colors, turquoise, magenta, emerald, pink, purple, all lines like a sunburst of color. You four are brought in front of the bird, Telnius and Kal'un to the right of it, and Ayas and Roy to the left. You all have been given feathered cloaks and face paintings. Rory, they've colored the feathers of your eagle tattoo on your chest as well. <laughs> nice. And actually, when you look down at them coloring your eagle tattoo, Rory, you kind of get a glimpse of your Warhammer and notice there's a small crack in the head of it. Whoa. Uh, similar to the crack that you had made on the rock's beak. Whoa. What? Oh my gosh, guys. We should have died in that fight. This is the worst thing that could have happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, maybe we can fix it. I should, never should have protected you, Janessa. <laughs> well, what happened already? My hammer's cracked. Look at this. Oh, no. Oh, wow. That's... Gosh, that's embarrassing. That's devastating. Your hammer, uh, what was its name again? I don't name my hammer. That's stupid. Oh, the hammer. <laughs> yeah, it's called the hammer. I'm called the hammer. It's called the hammer. Oh, okay. No, that's fair. It's an inanimate object, Kaloon. <laughs> He's right. Where would you get that idea? <laughs> that was dumb I put, of me. I put my hammer behind my back. Yeah, yeah. Who, who would do that? <laughs> Idiot. Sounds dumb. Uh, Janessa stands behind you all, nervously holding the rock egg in front of her, very stiff and just uncertain. Uh, she gives a look of desperation down to you all, but before she can ask any questions, King Rakir approaches, hushing the audience. <laughs> Janessa, you appeared to us as a mystery and remain so. Born and thrown away to be devoured by wolves, you overcame, yet here you stand as a beacon of strength and power. By the power of our ancestors, I ask, are you ready to receive the gifts of our sacred mountain? Janessa looks to all four of you, nervously. Are we supposed to drink that thing? What's a mountain uh, gift? I don't... Uh, she she finally coughs. <clears throat> um, y yes? Are you ready to take on the responsibility of leadership handed down to you from our ancestors? 
my my eyes yes. go wide and I look at her. I'm just like, oh, no, no, don't, don't do it. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, yes, I am. Then there is only one thing left to do. And he then holds up his mug of ale and tips it back, miming as if to drink. Janessa squints for a second as the crowds look on in anticipation. The king points from his mug, then to the egg in her hands. Oh, here we go. And Tissa. <laughs> here we go. What? What? What, guys? Patient. What? What's everyone looking at me? What, what does he mean? You're supposed you to, to drink the egg. Yeah. <laughs> crack that thing open. Oh, okay. This is really weird. Um, all right. And she connects the dots. She takes out one of her kukris and breaks the top of the egg open. Orange yellow goo seeps through the top hole. She takes one last look at you four, finally landing on Ayas, and gives an affirming nod. Here we go. And she starts chugging the rock egg yolk. Oh, it's it's just (laughs) dripping like over her. Her jaw over her neck, and she's like, "You can tell it's hard for her to get every last gulp." And we're definitely uh, so not helping because we're all like yeah. dry retching beside her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> making like I'm doing like the gag finger thing where I'm like pointing at my tongue, uh, just like. <laughs> what a strange way to pick your leader, <laughs> right? I like lean over to Rory, like, "Do you think they're pranking her right now? Like, does she really have to do that?" They also never said she had to drink at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and she's going for it. King Rock Dude, she, here is like, <laughs> could have just taken a sip. Yeah, she's going, she's going hard on that man. Nice. All right, I'm getting her Constitution saving throw. The, all six of them. She rolled. A, <laughs> she rolled a seven. Mm. She gets to add. Oh no, I was looking at strength. Oh, she adds zero. You see her just kind of like like some of the egg kind of like goes back like some of the yolk goes back into the eggshell and she just kind of like fumbles with it for a second and stands back making the most awkward like ha ha face as you see her she doubles over she doesn't throw up everywhere but she just she's barely holding it in and the the crowd is both laughing and cheering with joy maybe she got a rotten one we can go back for another. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, she, she then lifts up the eggshell after a, a few brief moments of catching her breath and kind of gathering herself, wiping away the uh, paint and egg yolk along her chin. She raises up the eggshell, and the crowds, again, are just going like crazy as music and singing swells up again. And Nika can't help herself she runs up onto the platform and starts hugging Janessa brothers and sisters I give you our rock spire champion the first in over 500 years let us drink sing and celebrate yeah the celebration continues and you party with the orcs and uh, actually, just after the egg yolk is, is drank, before you can join the celebration, you all kind of feel this uh, almost like a uh, magical energy, like, like a leveling with up? your own heart. 
Uh, Kal'un, you notice your ring's glowing a little bit. Roar, you notice your hammer at the crack is actually beginning to glow with those same colorful colors that are painted on your very body coming from the crack. You guys are, in fact, leveling up to level eight. Oh, my God. No. I'm so sorry. That was just a joke. I didn't mean to take away from that. That's awesome. It's okay. No, I love it. Yes, you guys have uh, been magically imbued uh, with the blessing of Rockspire. Having been granted this, it is that little tipping point that puts you from level seven to level eight. You guys are now Rockspire champions, so that's cool. You have received the <laughs> blessing of Rockspire. Now, for Brad, it's a little bit more enhanced, so I'll, I'll say what his is. Your The colors shimmering out from your hammer. Your hammer is now imbued with the terrifying shriek of the rock monster, of the, the rock bird rock creature. Monster. Uh, so now whenever you hit a foe whenever you land a blow a a terrifying eagle shriek cries out from your hammer and you are able to deal another 2d6 2d6 of psychic damage as it pierces their eardrums every damage I deal an extra 2d6 yes wow Wow. Man. Um, not many have landed ever a blow on the rock <laughs> bird and lived to tell the tale. Well, good job, man. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. It confirms a lot of things I've thought about myself. <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of you, um, and this includes Brad, all of your characters have the blessing of rock spire. Once per day... You can summon the strength of of the rock from the rock spire. Uh, you can roll a d4, and you will gain one of four abilities. Either you, coming from your body, not from your weapon, gain the rock screech. Another one is you will be able to capture prey. Another one is raptors kill. And the last one is taking flight. So depending on what you roll... On the D4, you will gain a specific bonus. Wow. And it's once per day? Once per day. To get one Fuck of those yeah. four? That's fucking sick. Oh, my now, God. Now, it's tricky. You have to really pick the moment to summon this thing because if... I summon it right now. <laughs> <laughs> if, if one of you summons the blessing, um, that particular blessing is not available for any of the other champions during Whoa. that day. That's oh, awesome. Wow. I like that a lot. So that That's is really, really cool. cool. Yeah. So only one aspect of the blessing can be focused. So if all four of you decide to do some Power Ranger like <laughs> <laughs> like mashup thing and all summon on the blessing, you would all have to roll until you get different rolls or, or you know eliminate them as you go and, and each of you would have a different aspect of the rock. Okay. That'd be so, so we, awesome. Then we go to neat. take flight. We probably shouldn't jump first because we might roll something different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, so summon, summon the power of the bird. You jump off a cliff and you get the screech. <laughs> so you just scream the whole way down. <laughs> he 
scream. It was such an epic scream on his way down. Yeah, you intimidated all the creatures you landed around. <laughs> the celebration then continues for the rest of the night, and you party with the orcs in a night of debauchery to rival your times on the Lock Islands. Nice. The next morning, a large breakfast is served. You four and Janessa are summoned to eat with the king and prince. As you enter, there is a large spread. There's eggs, bacon, everything you could want. Just huge hawks of ham and uh, lots of lots of good things to eat. Breakfasty delights. You guys take your seat. You start eating and you're all kind of sitting around this table in the main gathering space. And the king then says, So... You are all now Rockspire champions. Uh, you will all be held in high esteem by the Orcish communities. In former times, we have followed our champion into war against great odds. And it seems our champion, Janessa, and her team would ask this of us once again. Yep. Yes. Uh, uh, yes, I... Yes, uh, we hope we hope not necessarily a war, although the tactical support would be definitely helpful. Um, but we do have a, a network of powerful allies, but they are spread very thin. The orcs could help turn the tide of Lady Brit's resistance and could be used as a powerful weapon against the crown that they certainly aren't expecting. The Popkin family has taken advantage of the orcs for centuries, instigating a war, and now a dark priest that has taken the minds of the Tuskers. With the Silver Vein and, and Wing Shadow tribes working together with Lady Brit, we can get her on the throne, and there she will fight for you, just as you will fight for her. Prince Orin is sitting at the table, and after kind of this pause, after Janessa gives her spiel, he says, So, when will we meet this elusive queen of yours? Is she too scared to show her face to the orc? And some of his warrior friends kind of like chuckle around him. P perhaps we could arrange something. We... We have not heard whether Lady Brit has taken the White Hammer Castle yet, but... If she has, uh, I'm sure she would she would very much appreciate the opportunity to grant an audience with, with any of your leaders, king or prince or otherwise. I have a contact at Broken Harbor who will be able to give me updates, and I can let you all know where and when to mobilize. If you just give me a few days' time, I will have more instructions. I, uh... I kind of elbow Rory, and I'm like, it sounds like this prince guy is calling Lady Brit weak. He has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, Lady Brit is not too scared to meet you, you dimwit. Aye, you get him, Rory. <laughs> Did you tell him to say that? Kind of like nudging, nudging Delnius. Yeah. I just kind of sit back and smile. I do wonder if it is the natural device of the resistors to egg on their new allies. 
Aegon, real, real classy. Yeah, right. <laughs> After what we just went through. And yeah. what you ate. <laughs> <laughs> and Oren just kind of like shakes his head and goes back to eating. And, you know, as the whole table, you know, swells up with conversation again, Janessa does cozy up to Oren, not wanting to make an enemy of him. And she says, can I take you wanting to meet Queen Brittany as accepting her offer to join the resistors? I mean, you weren't entirely happy that me and my friends retrieved the egg. And he looks around and looks to the rest of you. There's kind of a moment where he's thinking through things over. If any of you want to add in anything to help persuade or um, or win <clears throat> over. Because it seems the king is definitely on your team. Yeah. Uh, the prince looks like he needs a little bit more convincing. Um, I, I kind of lean in after hearing Janessa say that and say, you know, prince, the last time a Rockspire champion uh, faced odds like these... The the people, the orcs, saw unprecedented time of glory. It's very possible that may be happening again now. Can I make a persuasion? Yes, and I know you already make it with advantage, but really leaning into the like hardcore warrior aspect would have given you advantage. I just Perfect. wanted you to know. Nice. Uh, so that is a 19. The prince thinks this over... And he looks to his crew, his his group of lads. You know, he's got that permanent scowl just because that flesh is missing from above his his mouth, like above his right. lip. And he just looks to you and he says, You point at them and I will smash their skulls in. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have one over Prince Orin. Uh, the king finally says... I'm happy with these terms. It would be nice to be recognized equally as citizens in the land we have inhabited since before it was claimed as Trayland. If we have nothing else, Nika, would you please show them to the stables? I believe they are in a bit of a hurry to make it to Broken Harbor. And if you guys remember, Cass had claimed long before you got or right before you got into the forgotten caverns as the ship was leaving Cass said that he would meet you in broken harbor in three days and by golly if it isn't coming up to that third day Mm -hmm. uh, janessa had relayed this information to the king better hit the waters kaloon says by golly it's coming up upon the third day (laughs) (laughs) and Cass really timed that out well yeah he did (laughs) right you couldn't find a better timeline in a storybook. <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> a what? That's a thing that I read about once. Hmm. <laughs> huh. I didn't think you could read. Anyway, what are we doing? <laughs> Nika stands wiping bacon grease from her lips and downing the rest of her juice and says, All right, uh, let's go. Rowdy boys or champions, follow me. Now, Rowdy Boys is okay. We'll take that. Hey. I don't know. We're building up the names because now we're Rockspire champions. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, Rockspire uh, champions. So far, in my top three for sure. <laughs> How about Rockspire Boys or Rowdy Champions? 
but I boys, like the rowdy champions. Boys with an I, right? B-O-I-S. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, boys. Maybe a couple of E's at the end, too. <laughs> boys. No, I do like rowdy champions, though. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll workshop it. Yeah. As you guys are discussing this, kind of going out of this main tent, the king does put down his mug and says, Um, one last thing. We, as you saw, hold the remains of Serenko, the red dragon. Mm. Mm. Our dragon, Lunkist, or Moon Dragon, was hunted down and slain by High Lord Victor a millennia ago. If you make it to Westwick and find any of the Silver Dragon's remains, please, would you return them to us? And as a gesture of gratitude... We would be willing to return Sarenko's remains to the dwarves. I have no problem with that. You want to do a dragon swap? I Okay. Keep an eye out. Look for any remains. Look, I... Sarenko's really cool and all, but... I don't really care where it goes, but we'll return whatever remains <laughs> you would like. How will we know if it's the right dragon? <laughs> the silver dragon... Hold on, I gotta look up a picture on my phone. <laughs> Wait, yeah. But it's just gonna be bones now, right? Does it have silver bones? Yeah, but how many silver <laughs> dragon bones? Like, I, I can't imagine they're just like all over the place. No, this I think Ice is a point. They gotta be silver bones. <laughs> They've gotta be. <laughs> oh, you will know by the silver bones. The large fin on the top of the head spiking back. Oh yeah, kind of like a, a a cool mohawk or something. That's pretty significant. I, but what if it's just like a finger or something? Well, how about this? If you find any dragon remains, bring them back here, and we'll have our historians check them over. That works for me. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. We could get, have a boat full. All right. Now, see, that we can do. Yeah, that's that's a reasonable request. It is. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the sentiment. But, I mean, if we keep finding more and more, we're not just going to keep going back and forth and back and forth with dragon bones. Oh, my God. Eventually, I got to get back to my sister and my nephew and my lady. Well, I mean, now, guys, let's think about this. This is a big potential business opportunity here, you know? Yeah. Be like a merging of uh, communities. Oh, true. Can we get money instead of you giving back the dragon remains to the dwarves? (laughs) And then maybe we can get the dwarves to pay us to bring those, the other dragon bones back to them. Oh, this is good. We'll have to workshop this as well. Huh. We can start the Rowdy Boys Logistics Company. Yeah. <laughs> Intermodal Transportation. RBLC. You won't catch us, Dragon. I'm going to say this conversation is happening as you all are <laughs> walking with Nika. <laughs> oh, my God. You won't catch us, Dragon. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. actually really. I just got that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, Nika is walking you back into the village from the celebration tent that was put up for the king and prince. And you guys kind of go through the village. People are waving to you. You know, you guys still have those feather cloaks. Janessa doesn't have like the, the big silver rock 
headdress anymore, but she's still got like her some of her getup as well. So you guys are easily recognizable as these champions. And you make your way to the westernmost point of town, kind of close to where you got your bighorn rams to ascend the mountain. And Nika says to you, we don't have any of our revered uh, griffins or anything like that to give to you, but with the spreading of deadwood and those tuskers all throughout, we have been taking in quite a few of the forest animals. And she leads you down the street to a final large wooden gate. She unlocks it, and you step through, and this is the biggest haven for animals you have seen in Trayland, uh, Varahim, wherever. Uh, there's pens of wild boar, deer, raccoons. There's lots of orcs kind of attending to them. There's foxes, dogs, some wild cats. There's wow. even a three-legged direwolf in its own pen, and he seems placated by a large bone. Whoa, that's awesome. Among the animals are a myriad of birds, raptors, blue jays, cardinals, and hummingbirds. At the end of the compound are stables. Nika says as she opens the doors, These horses were rescued from Deadwood. Uh, They have no home, and we have little use for mounted beasts. You are all welcome to choose one of your own and take it with you for the duration of your adventures. Whoa. And... As she slides open the door, uh, you guys each get to describe the color, make of your horse, make. and you get to name name <laughs> and model, uh, make and model of your horse. <laughs> I'll take a Ford Mustang. Yeah, <laughs> a '95 Bronco. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Nice. The Thunderbird is not available. Right. Oh man! What about a Firebird? Right. Oh, Firebirds are cool. But not horses. Okay. One by one, you guys could come up with what your horse looks like and your new name as Nika leads you to each of the horses inside the stable. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm not sure about name, but I want it to be uh, paint, brown and white, um, with like one large spot that runs almost across it, like a a dark spot slash through it, or dash rather. Yeah. Okay. I like it. And Nika leads you up and puts your left hand on the forehead of the horse. And after a bit of neighing and, oh. and back and forth. And it has like a star on its uh, forehead. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So yes. as you move your hand away, it reveals this kind of star symbol on its forehead. So she she gets it with a saddle on and helps you get onto your horse and you're you're out on the path kind of waiting for the rest of the rowdy boys so who's next i go in and uh i find a it's a it's a good it's a rory size horse i mean it's not it's not massive but it's it's a good size for rory it's uh it's scrappy um you know it's not it's not the biggest horse but it's it's quick it's feisty um and its name is screech (laughs) nice Nice. perfect (laughs) As you go up, you can actually cast Speak with Animals if you want to attempt to talk to it. Yeah, I do that, and I say, how's it going? Wow. Whoa. Never. Wow. This is awesome. I've never been spoken to 
by one of your kind. Have you ever met one of my kind? <laughs> no, you're <laughs> tiny. <laughs> yeah, I think you and I are going to get along. Uh, <laughs> hey, do you mind if I hop on and ride you around for a while? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay. Let's do this thing. <laughs> All right. And Nika, Nika helps get you a saddle, and you go out, and he just is like, uh, back and forth, like kind of bucking a little bit, not to get you off, but just out of excitement. So Telnia says, you look all esteemed on the back of your horse. You just see Rory on the back of this little feisty <laughs> prancing guy. Prancing around. <laughs> yeah, just like prancing around. <laughs> like going around you in a circle. Nice. All right, who's next? So mine is an, he's an older and docile, rusty red horse with shaggy tangled hair and... He's kind of nearing the end of his lifespan. He's walking pretty slow. Uh, that's uh, that's just the way Kowloon wants his horse. He doesn't he doesn't want a fast one. He wants one that's real calm, and it's <laughs> nice. just gonna take. It's just gonna walk. That's perfect for yeah. Kowloon. <laughs> yeah, and and his name is Bartholomew. <laughs> like maybe this one yes. works at a carnival for a long time. Uh-huh. It's a carny horse. <laughs> yeah. It's a carny. Carnival. Yeah, he's he's set on top of the little thing, and then people would throw balls at a target, and then he would get dunked in the water. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they really mistreat those carny horses. <laughs> so again, Nika leads you up, helps you get the saddle on the back, and just as you're climbing up, you hear a few bones pop into place. Oh. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ah, snug as a glove. Mm. <laughs> as it, as yeah, as you as you get on top of this horse, you you feel comfortable for one of the first times ever on top of a mounted horse. And he very slowly and and has a good pace, just goes out and joins the rest of the group. Yeah, and I just pat his neck and it's like, e- easy, boy. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right. Well, if, that's if everybody. You, cool. If you were gonna cast uh, speak with animals, he would just be like, I have no other gears. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Well, that's it. Easy is as easy does. <laughs> so I'm searching around, and I see a, a younger horse from across the way. I make my way over to it, and it's jet black, and it catches my eye instantly because it's jet black, and it's got just white across the entire eyes, like a band of white. And I, I go up to it, and I just start stroking it. And I decide to name it Tolka, which is an elven word for strong and steadfast. Whoa. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah. It sounds like your horse was blasted in the face by a mage. (laughs) I I ask him, but he doesn't answer. Mm -mm. Oh, right. You (laughs) just get a lot of... Yeah. (laughs) Um, And how is Ayas riding? Because I I feel like for the elves, they would like kind of go bareback yeah. for the for the horses so yeah maybe nika walks up with the uh with the saddle and you kind of like i got this. yeah i kind of like stroke it off because in the sandalwood we're the uh we're the tribe of horse elves and we we take pride in, in the horses of the sandalwood tribe so i definitely have ridden horses before especially through my military training with the tribe Perfect. That's awesome. And Nika is impressed as you as you get on this uh, this beast and you ride out uh, with the rest of your friends. So as as Ayas goes out, there's just like a small scene that happens between Nika and Janessa. As Janessa's like, um, she gets like one of the last ones, and this is, it's kind of like a large Clydesdale style. Nice. It has black fur, and the the mane is all 
uh, kind of like a silvery, wispy white. She's just getting on the back of her horse, and she's going to name her horse Twilight. Like her favorite book. <laughs> her, favorite, her favorite book in game. Um, and there's two books now canon in this world. Yay. I feel like Janessa, she, she is kind of new to getting back into reading. I feel like she would easily like fall in love with that book for no good reason. Uh, but anyway, she as she's starting to leave and as Nika is following her out, Janessa hears like a rustling uh, from back at the back end of the stables and she just sees a shot of eagle wings go up and maybe like a, a head a feathery head peek up, but then go back down in one of the last stables and a large cat's tail just kind of like <gasps> waving back beyond. And Janessa squints down at Nika and Nika just puts her finger to her lips as Janessa leaves. Uh, call her and sees this. <laughs> yeah. So Nika's closing up the stables uh, just as the last horse is coming out. You guys get this chance to say goodbye to Nika, who you have befriended over the course of this trip. Bye. Yeah, they uh, they have uh, the goats that we rode nearby. Yeah. And I just oh, turn yeah. to Thrasher and I just say, sorry, buddy. This is goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, don't give a fuck. They're just grazing and, like... One's on the fence, yeah. like one's on the roof of one of the next ones. Wow, such regal, regal creatures. Hmm, he seemed like he cared a lot more before. <laughs> Thrasher is pushing Basher off of the fence, <laughs> and it just rolls with it. <laughs> Rowdy, nice. Oh, man. The definition of poise. Uh, Nika, it was a pleasure. And I, unsteadily and shakily as I'm on top of a horse, reach my hand down to... <laughs> to shake her. <laughs> nice. Yeah, she grips your hand and gives you a firm shake back. And she says, truly, it, it was a pleasure. You you are the first dwarf I've ever ventured with. And it was fun. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. No, it, it was um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, sorry, I'm getting a bit of uh, dry mouth. It's just going to take maybe a day or a week or so to get used to this. But... Uh, Oh, old Bartholomew, nah, he's he's fine. And she slaps the rear of Bartholomew as he starts to, like, zoom off uh, a oh, little gosh. bit. Like, he goes, like, 20 yards ahead. I got an old man with the zoomies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Roll, uh, roll a deck save just to see oh, how no. this goes. <laughs> oh, nice. 20. Nice. Hey! Nice. You vibe, and for the first time, you are galloping on the back of a horse and and you feel like you've got this <laughs> I got this <laughs> nice uh, Janessa looks down from Twilight and says it, it, what you did for us was amazing thank you for taking the time and the energy to uh, scale your way to the top of that mountain and, and lead us and help us and at some point save our lives. And she looks over to Kaloon, who's like bucking, like <laughs> going all crazy on Bartholomew. Yeah, he doesn't know how to turn around, so I'm just still... <laughs> yeah. Looks like we got a, a ticking clock here. Get your goodbyes in quickly. I like put my hammer up and like, thank you. And like give her hammer knucks. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. she gives Nux right back. And she she actually pounds it a little harder than you would have anticipated, but yeah. she just totally takes, okay. she takes the blow. All right. Well, oh. Nika. Nika, it was a pleasure. May we meet again one day. I hope so. I hope so. Rory just kind of like looks at you guys like thinking, why do we care so much about this NPC? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I say, uh, yeah, all right. Um, take care. Uh, have a nice life. Bye. Beautiful. All right. Same to you. And she's like one tear going down her cheek. Yeah. Rory was the one she respected the most. And he's yeah. like, whatever. <laughs> just cuts to yeah. the chase. <laughs> Hello, sir. Welcome to the Goose's Gourd. My name's Dax. I'll be your server for today. And, uh, uh, have you had a chance to look at the menu? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, just looking for someone. Uh, look, uh, I'll take a coffee. It's still kind of early. Yeah, coffee. Great. Got some special brew today. Let me get that for you. And there you are. Anything else? Ah, oh, uh, no. Gosh, you're really crowded today. What's what's that all about? It's so early. Ah, uh, well, uh, sort of collaborating with some new organizations. They asked for a stage. We have one, and I figured, why not use it? Looks like a crew called, um, Drag on Slayers. I don't know. They just asked for some space and for me to serve brunch. <laughs> well, it looks like it's working out for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm just serving egg on a piece of toast. These people are buying it for like eight silver. It's bonkers. Is, is this what brunch is? Why have I not been doing this sooner? Yeah, it's a, a great fad. Look, um, I'm actually looking for someone. My friend Taylor was in last night. He's um, about yay high, uh, pretty good looking. He's uh, a very dedicated, good friend, great at art, um, also a fantastic uh, editor and voice actor. Yeah, oh, yeah, Taylor. Yeah, I, I know him. He, he stopped by last night. I think Kosh was serving him some drinks. Uh, yeah, he got caught up in that bar fight. So um, last I saw, he was over at the clinic. I, I can go check in for you. Oh, really? That would that would be amazing. Thank you. Uh, not to worry. If, uh, if you're looking for a friend, I, I'm glad to help you out. Uh, you hang tight here, and uh, I'll be back. Oh, hey. <laughs> nice to see you again. Yeah, kind of stuck here too. Mid-rolls, am I right? Well, I guess I should let you know some things while we're here. I, Andrew, was your DM, a.k.a. Danger Mom. Uh, Brad played Rory. Colin played Kaloon. Micah played Telnius. And Taylor was Ias. Just wish I could find him. I'm a little bit worried. Gets in bar fights like this so often. Doesn't come home at night. Anyway, uh, special thanks to Alex Pegram, our special effects engineer, and Sam Anderson, our theme song composer. 
Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ChasmQuest. Support us at patreon.com slash ChasmQuest. And go to ChasmQuest.com for all your wiki and etc. needs. So how are you liking the coffee? Oh, hey, you're back. Oh, it's fantastic, actually. I was going to ask, who, who brewed this? Oh, yeah, uh, some folks at uh, Found Familiar. Uh, they, they brew up the beans. We, uh, we grind them down and add the water juice. Yeah, sounds delicious. I mean, it is delicious. Yeah, you can find them online at foundfamiliar.com. And right now they're doing a special promotion Free shipping on all orders, $60 or above USD. You can also use the code STAYROWDY and get 10% off your next purchase. Uh, uh, thanks. That was weirdly detailed. Anyway, did, did you find my friend Taylor? Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, sorry. He, I went through the clinic and it was, uh, empty. Uh, Doc wasn't even in today. Kind of strange, especially with how many we had last night. Oh, looks like the show's about to start. How exciting. Oh. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. She's hot as fire and cold as ice. It's Vanessa. Um, I think I found your friend. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Well, anyway, thank you to our Apple Podcast reviewers, both Endgame358 and It's Carly of Crit Nasty. And speaking of pageants, go check out Crit Nasty and listen to this promo from them. Goodbye. Dungeons and Dragons. Do you like having a good time? Then you should give our podcast Crit Nasty a try. Join us, the four Johnson siblings, every Monday as we go on an epic, crazy fantasy adventure. We are playing six-year-old pageant queens in our current campaign, Pageant Season. Follow Val, Bonnie, and Blessing the 83 as they race to uncover a mystery. We have pool chicken fights, secret gambling rings, club dancing, sneaking, and an epic final pageant. And so much more. You can bet whatever we get up to, it's going to be a little bit Crit Nasty. Find us where wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at critnasty underscore pod. Stay nasty. So the rest of the horses catch up with Bartholomew and quickly overtake him, but bringing up the rear solidly is Bartholomew keeping a good pace, nice. galloping behind as your uh, 20 in your dexterity save uh, continues on. As you head down the rest of the Rockspire Mountain, you can all see the orange glow of the sun coming up over the eastern horizon. You ride toward that coast of Setland, but between you and Broken Harbor lays the Midwood and Deadwood Forests, and beyond that, Mawfield. A day's journey leads you to a path which rides the line of both forests. To the north on your left, you see decayed trees and smell a putrid sulfur rising from the cursed grounds. This is Deadwood. And standing in stark contrast is Midwood to the south, your right. The trees grow to bountiful heights and hold within them flourishing flora and fauna. 
Uh, like I said, it takes a, a, an entire day to to ride, and Janessa kind of calls back and says, "We should wait to camp until we are out of the break of forest and Marfield. We should set up camp. It'll be safer there." Why? What's around here? And she just looks to the looming deadwood forest to your left. Oh. All the trees are in rotten decay. It kind of reminds you of the blight on the Lock Islands. Yeah, that, that place is uh, spooky. So stay away from there, huh? I, the whole the place best. smells like a rory fart. I don't think I could sleep here anyway. <laughs> my, my farts smell delicious. Well, hey. you love your own brand. Yeah, everyone loves their own brand. <laughs> to be debated. You ate a lot of beans on that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I just keep thinking about back in... And Trayland and my my sister and my nephew and Lady Brit, and like I just I can't seem to like shake them from my mind. Like I just keep thinking about them. Why do you think that is? You think it might be a sixth sense sort of thing? I mean, I don't know that it's that. It's just you know, like I'm definitely committed to our mission here and everything. But like I guess I never really thought about like afterwards. You know, like what's gonna happen? What am I gonna do with myself? Yeah, well, it makes sense. I mean, they're your family, right? Yeah. I just think about them and I think like, well, you know, there's this kid and my sister helping to raise him and like, I don't know, maybe there's something there between me and Lady Britt. She seemed like she was, you know, into me. I saw the electricity. Yeah. It was obvious enough that I noticed it, so. Oh, there you go. There's got to be something then. Yeah, there was definitely chemistry for sure you think so i'm glad you i'm glad you guys think so oh yes no for sure you should pursue that uh, that for sure but i mean you know we kind of have a lot of battle ahead of us if we're gonna make this work you know right no i mean yeah no absolutely absolutely i just i i just have never thought like you know i want to save the world and everything but like i've never really thought that much about the my place in the world that we're saving and you know, I guess there's just even more to fight for now. Very true. So true. Well, that, c- that can only help us, right? Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. We'll get you back to your family, Rory. Aye. Thanks, guys. Probably in one piece. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. If not, then, I mean... We'll bring both pieces. Uh, yeah. We're <laughs> we'll... <Or> all three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There will be a complete Rory that returns, <laughs> for sure. As long as you get the most important parts. Right. I, biceps. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. right. And chest. And the eagle tattoo. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that too, yeah. And the pecs. Mm. <laughs> most of the, as long as the musculature gets home, then that's okay. You can leave the brain, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't find it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It's all just numbers. <laughs> Janessa overhearing, and because she's been kind of leading the pack as you guys have been galloping, trying to clear these woods to get out to Mawfield. Uh, Janessa kind of slows and comes back next to Rory on top of um, your wiry horse, Screech. And <laughs> she, she kind of like looks down and she's like, hey, um, hey, it, it might help, help you to know that uh, Lady Brit, she... She loves sunflowers. Like, like sunflower seeds? No, like giving, no, like, 
You should give like her the fl- a flower. Like when the seed is in the ground and it grows an actual flower, she loves the flowers. Like to eat? No, like to <laughs> romance her. To be like sweet and stuff. Oh, I think huh. I think they mean that she likes to smell them. She might she eat them. You don't know. No. I'm just saying if this was like an RPG, like if you give her sunflowers, the actual flower might trigger some kind of new romance options. Oh, Rory's yeah. really trying to figure out what RPG spells. And he really says, powerful guns. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying if I found some sunflowers and just handed them to her, and said, like, here, yeah. these are for you, because I was thinking yeah. about you when I saw these sunflowers. Right. Then she would be like, hey, thanks. Shows you yeah. that you're brave because I, you dis- mm. you defeated a sunflower. You destroyed it and <laughs> brought it to her. Now, do yeah. I have... How do, how do you get to the sun? <laughs> That's a good question. I haven't thought that far. Look, well, I, I know that they grow near uh, Broken Harbor, and actually, the cottage that we're riding to... Uh, on the way to Broken Harbor, I know the gardener there, and she she grows sunflowers. I'll I'll help you out. Don't worry, Rory. Okay. You don't ha- don't fly too close to the sun. Thanks. Well, I mean, I do have wings, but you know, I'll right. keep it. I'll try and keep on a level playing field. Thanks, right. Janessa. Hey, you're all right. You know. Yeah. Thanks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they call a dramatic pause. Yeah, right. <laughs> Some might confuse it for lag, but nay. Hey. Oh, whoa, whoa, boy, boy, you, calm down. Do you, you hear that screech? What did he say? <laughs> so, like I said, it took a day's ride, and Janessa is helping navigate. As you come into the end of this path and hopefully the end of the forest, the sun has now kind of begun to fall beyond the horizon. Just as night is coming on, there seems to be a thick fog, like a mist, rolling south from Deadwood. It's slowly just overtaking the trees line by line as you continue riding east. Janessa suggests picking up the pace a little bit because it's a little spooky. And in these twilight hours, you are finally coming to the end of Deadwood and the beginning of Mawfield when all of a sudden some of that mist seems to roll on fast, almost like an ocean tide coming in to the very edge of the tree line. As it hits and breaks against that tree line, the mist comes out toward you. And Telnius, as you look over your shoulder, just it startles you for a second. It almost looks as if a hand reaches from the mist toward you. I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. That's a 10. Everyone else watches as Telnius falls unconscious on top of his horse quarter. Telnius! Telnius, wake up! The horse begins to neigh and whinny and begins to veer left. It almost seems as if the mist is drawing it closer and closer as you guys are riding. Janessa screams back, "What? what's happening back there? We got to go back and get him. Hold on. Rory casts um, Speak with Animals and shouts to Quarter, Hey, stop, Quarter. Stop right now. Don't keep going to the mist. <laughs> I'm trying to make this suspenseful as possible, but I got to. 
Oh, okay, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> no, that can't be quarters, boy. No. <laughs> okay, oh that was God. a joke. That was a joke. That was for the listeners. Right, be more serious in how you voice Mike is telling me it's his horse quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Take oh, this man. seriously, Andrew. Yeah, that was clearly Bartholomew's voice. It would be so yeah. funny if it, that was its voice, but it yeah. acted super regal and like, you know, <laughs> the bishop's horse, you know? <laughs> it answers back, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying, but the mist, it's almost like it's, it's pulling me in. Help! Roy jumps off um, Screech and and tries to like grab him and pull him back. As you land uh, on the back of the horse, and actually I need you to make an athletics check because that's pretty crazy to like just be leaping from horse to horse. No, no, I'm jumping off of Screech onto the ground and trying to grab like his reins to pull him back. Oh, okay. Still give me an athletics check. Sure. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn and, and wrangle Screech by the reins and just kind of get it. Okay. So nice. it doesn't run off. Oh, oh, good. Okay, uh, halfling luck nice. comes into play. Oh, nice. yay. Roll the one, and you go into a rage. And I quadrupled <laughs> my last roll. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so that is an eleven. Yeah, you're. It's gonna only be four points of damage, but you're like nearly trampled, and you can hear Whoa. the horse's voice say, "I'm sorry, I just can't control it." As he like nearly rides over you and disappears into the mist. With Telnius on his back? With Telnius on ah! his back. And I took um, four points I, of damage? Yes, and I will come back, Ias, because I heard that you were riding to try to catch the reins. He was catching the reins of Screech, which is Roy's right. horse. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. cool. Correct. The reins of Screech. That's a cool movie title. Yeah. As a reaction, I, I would, if nothing happens, I would try to bolt off after Telnius. Right, I got you. I'll come back to you guys. Until then, Telnius, you fall into what seems to be a vision. You are suddenly flying amongst the clouds, and as you break through the white mist of the clouds, you're looking down on Sutland. You're looking down on what seems to be two distinct forests. Somewhere far within your brain, you pull back things that you had learned growing up, geography otherwise. You knew that before there was Heartcleave, Deadwood, and Midwood, there was only two forests here. Just Midwood, just Heartcleave. You fly over Midwood and make your way over Heartcleave as somewhere near the bottom center of this forest you see what seems to be a circle and like a time-lapse video this grows and grows from just a small circle to begin to envelop an entire portion of this forest to blight it and it seems like the dead center of it the place it started is just where you are descending and heading to your vision goes through branches breaks through them and suddenly swoops behind a figure in a black cloak pulled over its head you're just behind and you can see them carrying something large it looks like some kind of obsidian cocoon 
large enough to hold a medium-sized creature, five to six foot long in its hands. It's carrying this thing deeper and deeper, walking over the compost and decay beneath its feet, deeper into the forest. When over its shoulder you see a large slab, a large stone slab. It seems like most of it is made of obsidian, but it is covered with much of the forest decay, branches, composting leaves, and otherwise. This figure gets up and with one hand brushes off the top and lays this obsidian cocoon on top of the slab. As the cloaked figure steps back, it pulls from within its cloak a book. As it's pulling back its cloak, you do notice a black and silver flintlock pistol at this figure's hip. Can I move or can I do anything or is it like just me watching a video? Yeah, it's like you watching all of this happen before you. You you look down, you have no hands, you have no feet. It's almost as if your ethereal self is now present in this part of the woods. Okay. And as he takes out this book, he opens it up and begins reading in abyssal a type of ceremonial script. Do I recognize what he's saying? Yes, just as you attune to the words coming out and you recognize this voice, you hear, May the powers of the beyond use this being of a vessel. Fill it with abyssal rage. Give it new life and new being. Cocoon begins to move as whatever is hidden within it seeks to exit. The cloaked figure, you're still looking from behind, begins to brush more of the foliage off. You're seeing ancient runes scripted on the side, chiseled into the obsidian, and there's almost this glee that you can sense off of this figure. Yes, this is where Heart Cleaver was forged. I can feel its power. Do not worry. It will not be long until we are reunited with. (gasps) Suddenly he is startled, turns around. Who is there? You see the stag skull mask. Anti-Tesla. Glowing red eye, glowing white eye, a hood over. As he asks this, he begins darting his vision left and right. Is he is he facing me? He looked in your direction, okay. but it doesn't seem like his eyes landed on you. He then cries out, Find him! He is here! Bring him to me! Suddenly, like ants, you see shadows of figures all along the deadened forest around you. You look and you see these feral looking with green skin, one red glowing eye, one white glowing eye. And they look like they were orc at some point, but now just large fangs hang over their tusks 
from beneath. And their faces are gaunt. They look as if they are not filled with life. They begin to move erratically, searching around the forest, searching behind trees around you. You begin to feel fear, but you know, I cannot move, and he cannot hurt me. As you are being searched for, we're going to pull out and go back to the rest of the Rowdy Boys. Ayas, because you took time to catch Screech, I'm going to say that you then got Screech up to Rory and you guys start going. Kaloon and Janessa, you were able to keep up and you can kind of see the shadow of his horse in and out going between the trees because the horse quarter had to slow down and now has to navigate the broken tree limbs and, and all around him. So, Kaloon, do you want to try to dart into this mist and and go for Telnius? Kaloon's not doing anything fast on horseback. <laughs> so, what he's actually... But he does want to go after his friend. So, I mean, I don't know. It might be a waste of a fourth level spell, but I'm... Kaloon's going to cast Polymorph on himself, turn himself into a wolf, and go running after Telnius himself. Nice. I love it. Yeah. He's familiar with being a wolf, so... Beautiful. The (laughs) spell transforms your being. You leap off your horse. (laughs) Poor Bartholomew is just (laughs) like, oh, what is that? Rory Rory hears Bartholomew go, oh! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is audible. What in the world was that? (laughs) Right before I transform, I do give him a comforting pat on the neck and then jump off and transform into a wolf. Nice. You start racing through. Uh, You're going to have to give me a dexterity check. Okay. That is a 23. Yeah. Beautiful. You're able to leap off of some of the stumps and roots and branches that are fallen in this decayed forest you're able to see now and especially you can smell and track much better as a wolf and you're coming up right to the right behind Telnius you in your wolf form you look to your left you suddenly see something lumbering and chasing after Telnius's horse it seems to be one of these things that I have just described this feral orcish creature but very much not just a natural orc. Okay. When its eyes turn to you, you can see on the right glowing red, on the left glowing white. Yeah, and sorry, can I amend that and say that I'm a dire wolf? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So yeah, that makes me large and just... In charge. Yeah, in charge (laughs) as well. We're going to run this as like a quickened battle. Okay. So these things are not, they don't have a lot of hit points. So I'm just going to make it, if you hit and succeed their AC, which is nine, you kill that one automatically. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Like minions. Yeah, okay. So it's plus five to hit. So yeah, I'm going to attack it. And I am attacking it with a 18. Oh, yeah. Definitely hits. How do you take this one down? Yeah, so I'm coming up behind it, and as a large wolf, uh, my head is not so far away from this thing's neck. So I just do just kind of a, a minor hop and turn my head sideways and put my jaw around the back of its neck and decapitate it. Oh, yeah. oh nice. yes, awesome. it's beautiful. That thing squirts just strange black ichor and falls <gasps> to the ground, no longer chasing after Telnius. Icor. You lap it up. 
Yeah, and as I'm continuing to chase after Telnius, my tongue is kind of lolling out, and I'm trying to spit and retch at the same time because that was really fucking <laughs> gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did not taste good. So at all. tasty. <laughs> Janessa's trying to navigate Twilight within the woods, but the foliage is just too difficult, and she has to break back out. She yells back to Ayas and Rory and says, I could see them. It's just, it's too difficult. Kaloon's in there. I'll get Bartholomew. Uh, I guess he might need some help. Yeah, that's fine. Stay in one place. We're going to come back to you. And she nods. And you guys, uh, Rory, are you taking Screech in as well? I wanted to, like, as I'm bringing Screech over to Rory, like, just reach out a hand to Rory and just yank him up onto the horse. <laughs> nice. nice. I allow it. <laughs> and, like, not like not like grab you dog collar style, but, like, hand in hand, you, like, forearm to forearm, and I just whip you up onto your horse and we take off. Perfect. I love it. That's epic. Uh, I'm just going to give that one to you. And you guys get into the forest. I need both of you to make dexterity checks because you're literally just reacting to fallen branch. You know, nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. I got a 14. I got a 16. Nice. Okay, sweet. So both of you manage to make it through. As you can see, just 30 feet from you is Telnius's horse, Quarter. Just 10 feet behind is a running dire wolf. Uh, but you guys saw Kaloon transform into it, so you know it is him. Um, <laughs> That'd be, behind that's him. That's how Colin gets killed. Yeah, please don't, please don't kill the dire wolf. <laughs> I still have my kilt on. Even though yeah. Polymorph does absorb everything, my kilt seems to just stay. <laughs> Good boy. As you guys enter the forest and get behind the direwolf, uh, you see more of these things coming out of the forest. You're able to ride up and get close to Telnius, but two of these things leap out of the air. And Rory, because you're navigating a little bit better, I'll give you an attack first. Okie dokie. I'll go ahead and go into a rage just because. And that is going to be a 26 to hit. Yeah, okay. yeah, you're going for nine. Oh, <laughs> you're <God>. good. <laughs> How do you destroy this thing midair as it's leaping for Telnius? I just kind of hop up uh, and do like a pirouette on top of um, <laughs> on top of Screech and like swing my hammer around the process and just like kind of burst it in half and then just plop back down and keep riding. Uh, Ayas, I'm going to bring it to you. There's another one leaping out of the darkness, out of this mist. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it's coming up and with... Vanessa, I I pull Vanessa free from the sheath and it's coming in as I grab its neck with my left hand and my right hand pushes the blade up into its like pelvic area and I just hmm. completely twirl him over my body to the other side of all of us. Nice. Oh, and just ripping him open. Yeah. And I will say for Ayas, Kaloon, and Tel... Oh, well, Telnius, sorry. <laughs> for Ayas and Kaloon. Oh, and Telnius, because you're seeing them in the vision. These things remind you a lot of the... Uh, icicles? Strange, feral vampires, actually, from the Alcazar's Cove. Yeah. Mm. Oh, really? I mean, they do also remind you of, like, mindless minions, similar Beautiful. to icicles. Yeah, yes. and, like, as it, like, as it leaves my hand... It catches flames, bursts into into just flames as it falls to the ground. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, as a wolf, I'm going to... Because wolves are really great sprinters, but they don't, they don't have staying power like horses do. They can't run as long. So I'm trying to get ahead of quarter. Yeah. And then I'm going to try to bark and, like, just 
intimidated nice. into stopping. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, give me advantage. I mean, because you're in the form of a wolf, you're literally rounding, you know, you're corralling this nice. horse to try to come back out to the main pathway. Yeah, and you okay. have to go out. So, oh, yeah. Andrew, uh, please take advantage. Uh, for what? You said give you advantage, and I don't know what to roll, so I guess I'm just giving you advantage. <laughs> you have advantage on your intimidation check. Oh, intimidation. Okay, good. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know which one I was rolling. Does your awu okay. give us inspiration? Oh, <laughs> no need. Yeah, yeah, it does. So uh, got as high as I could on my first roll. Nice. Hey. And so I intimidate with a 27. I circle around to the front of quarter and just... And give it a real deep, growling howl. You all hear this. Even Janessa, who's been trying to follow along with the shadows on the pathway outside of the forest, can hear this clearly. And you are able to start guiding corridor. Ias and Rory, you bring up the rear just to make sure no more of those creatures come out. It seems like there were some, but they kind of just they start to stand still after the awu. And then, as you guys are getting to the edge of the forest, you hear countless, oh, oh, what? You hear just multitudes of wolves calling right back to your location. And at that, we will come back to Telnius. Telnius, you are feeling like the energy keeping you in this location is starting to wither away. Like you are no longer tethered to this uh, vision anymore. And you kind of spark a little bit and you see some light burst out from where your shoulder would be. Suddenly you, you see the cloaked figure turn completely around and the stag skull is facing directly in your path. And he sniffs into the air. I can smell the radiance of you. You cannot hide from me. I see you now. And as your body begins to light up in a burst to bring you out of this vision, the very last thing you see as more of those creatures come to join Antithesla in rank you see a hand, a fist, break through that obsidian cocoon, and it is the most monstrous claw you have ever seen. There is decayed green flesh, but it is, it's bigger than Rory's bicep, is how I will say. Oh, <laughs> no. God. We better throw in the towel now, guys. All right, look, we, we play around with a lot of fantasy here. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know if this is believable. This is going to take people out of the story here. Andrew. Bigger than Rory's bicep? Yeah, you can only suspend so much disbelief. Yeah. This claw reaching out, and you just hear this monstrous... And as you come out, you also watch and see as black-furred wolves with one red glowing eye and one white glowing eye come up to the feet of the orcs that are standing there. They all kind of like look down south and boof, 
that burst, that radiant burst, and suddenly you are back in your body. You are still within a dream. You can just hear faint echoes of the larger howl that Kowloon just made. You can hear your friends shouting to each other, but you're still kind of out of it. Like, we just get a close-up of Telnius's face as his eyes flutter and kind of go back in his head as he's still knocked unconscious. You are also going to take 11 points of psychic damage as you exit this dream, no. uh, keeping you unconscious. Well, so having cast Speak With Animals right before this battle, could I detect what the wolves were trying to communicate to one another with their howls? Yeah, it was like, it was directional. It was to the south, to the south, gather. The hunt mm. is on. The hunt. The Rowdy Boys are able to corral quarter out of the mist where this seems to have no longer control over your mind and the vision that you are in. You guys join back up with Janessa and she's just like, what? What the hell was that? As she's riding forward. And we will actually get one last camera pan following you guys out of the last of these woods between Deadwood to the left and Midwood to the right as you come into Mawfield, this beautiful moonlit field, tall grass, and you are now in safety. One of your last glimpses back sees Shadow standing at the edge of Deadwood with the mist filling it, red and white glowing eyes watching as you escape. Oh, 